Hi there. You're listening to the Decide Already podcast. I'm life coach Michelle Davis, and this is where I share all of my best tools and tips for creating the life of your dreams, one you'll love. And I'm talking every area, love, fun, relationships, health, money, career. Yes, every area. I'm so happy that you're here. So what are you waiting for? Decide already and let's get to it. Well, hi, my friends. Here we are, the last episode for this love month, and I'm super excited to share the topic for this one. Well, not that I haven't been excited to share all my topics. This one's a little bit different, and I thought since we've been working on so many different things this month on our self-love, on attracting or improving our romantic love and looking at what the heart says. There's just been so much to do around that. I thought this one would just be fun and something that you could incorporate into your life very easily. It's something called Huga. Now, if you don't know what that means, maybe you saw the title of this and looked it up to find out what in the world I'm talking about. But Huga is something very, very special. I discovered it, gosh, it's got to be five or six years ago now. And I thought it was the most amazing concept. And I ran with it, creating as much of that in my life as possible. Huga is a word, but it's really represents a feeling that's hard to describe in words. So let me give you a scenario and see if you can feel it for yourself, because that's what you'll be going for when you want to create Huga in your life. But first, let me explain where it comes from. The word huga comes from the Danish word that they kind of use roughly in English terms to describe something that's cozy. But that word doesn't really encompass it because it's more than just being cozy. And you may not know this at the time. I didn't know this, but I certainly am aware of them now that the Danes are considered the most happiest people on the planet. And it's hard to imagine that could be. I mean, I'm from sunny Arizona, so I live in a state that's got beautiful weather most of the time, and I can drive and experience almost any kind of weather I want. I can have snow, and I can have um, warmer weathers, colder weathers. I can go up north where I've got tons of forested areas and go skiing, and there's tons of lakes. I mean, I think we have a pretty happy life here especially when you compare it to Denmark, because it is so very, very cold there most of the time. But one thing all of that cold weather, I think, must have done for them over all of this time is created the perfect environment to develop huga. But we don't have to have their type of weather to have huga. In fact, when they do have summer or warmer weathers, they can still create it. Doesn't matter where you live or what type of environment you are living in, you can have it. And I encourage you to try to create it. So what is it? Take a moment and imagine with me that you've been on a ski trip all day. Now, whether or not you like skiing, I think you can imagine it. I don't like to ski. I've skied maybe once. But if you can imagine being out in the cold, doing some activity like that, You finally get back to the cabin, you're exhausted, you're cold, your clothes might be wet, whatever. You go put some warm stuff on, you 
come over and you sit down. There's a fire going. A few of your friends who you've been skiing with all day are all sitting in these comfy chairs around this fire, and you get yourself something warm to drink, like hot chocolate or a hot toddy or you know whatever it is that you like to drink. But it's a warm drink, and you sit there and you're all bundled up, and no one is saying a word. It's just the fire, the hot drink. And the cozy feeling, that coziness, but it's that thing, that feeling that you're feeling amongst the people that you're sitting with. That's the feeling of huga. It is hard to put it into words, but if you go through that process, I think you could feel it. You could know what we're going for. That feeling, that warm, cuddly, close, connected feeling. When I discovered this. I thought oh, I want that in my life, and I started to research how do I get that? How do what do they do over there that creates that? And they are so ingrained with this concept. They it is so a part of who they are as a culture. They even have words like hugalik, which means, for example, they might say. Hey, you want to go out to dinner with me at this little cafe over here? Well, the other person might say, "Well, how hugalik is it?" You know, that's so important to them that the environment that they go hanging out in has that huga feeling. They would prefer a place to have huga more than they care about how the food is, if that makes sense. So, how do you create that environment for yourself? Well, definitely. Candles or a fireplace are involved. They like that warm lighting. In fact, a lot of their indoor lighting, especially May, they make special lanterns to create this warmer light in their homes. And they also, of course, have lots of candles. In fact, the Danes use more candles than most of the world. They go through them like crazy. They have that going on. They had the special other lighting and always a fireplace. If you don't have a fireplace and you don't have their special lighting, I'm sure you can get candles. And I've always loved candles. I used to come home from work when I was a single woman. The first thing I did was light a candle and get myself a glass of wine as I was unwinding. I had no idea I was kind of being hoogly a little bit. Oh, by the way, that's another word they use: hoogly. <laughs> I didn't have the warm drink, but I definitely felt that feeling a little bit when I would light that candle. So I realized that my current home at the time, I didn't have a bunch of candles. I'd had small children for so long that I got out of that habit, and I started to buy candles again. I even put some candles in my fireplace because it's usually too warm around here to light a fire. So instead of Having the wood in there, I took that out and I put a candle holder in there that could hold multiple candles, and I light that up from time to time as well. And it definitely does create that mood. It starts to get that mood going. So warm lighting is one way. Another thing they like to have are lots of cozy type of feeling things, like throw blankets that would be that heavy knit. So something you would wrap around yourself would have some weight to it. You know, oversized sweaters or things you could kind of cuddle up with. They love that. I definitely have a bunch of throw blankets all over my house, and I have some heavier ones, and then I have some of those ones that are so so soft, because we are in Arizona over here, so we don't cuddle up a whole lot with those big thick heavy blankets. But 
Sometimes I do just want something to wrap around myself, and those super soft ones are just the trick for that. They also like to have little places where they could curl up with a good book and a hot cocoa or a hot coffee or what have you. Think about how your house is arranged. If there's somewhere that you could make a little nook that you could kind of cuddle up and create that hygge space for yourself. I definitely have that space outside in my meditative area where I hang out and drink my coffee in the mornings, but I don't necessarily have a space like that in my house. So I will be rethinking if I could create a cozy little spot just for myself like that. But even though you might create this space for yourself, the Danes usually do everything together. They might have that space where they would go read a good book alone and have some coffee and have a little bit of time by themselves. But the Danes love to be together and share in community. They are very big on companionship. Danes usually have a close knit of a small number of friends. And once they have developed that, it's very hard for anyone else to break into that group and become a part of it because they just do everything together that they are so bonded. And the trick to doing everything together is that they actually do it together. So they wouldn't have one person in the kitchen making the food and everybody else hanging around waiting for it to be done. Everybody would be in the kitchen helping to cook that meal. And even in the family units, the mom isn't the one in the kitchen or the dad in the kitchen doing the meal. Everybody takes part in some process. So everyone does it together. Everyone sits down and eats together. They do it together. And if you remember in my episode four, where I talked about creating bonds, not just memories, I'm telling you, the Danes have this part down pat where it comes to creating true bonds. I love when my kids and I create a meal together. I love when my partner this last Valentine's night decided that we would just make our Valentine's meal together. And we each picked what we wanted for the main dish, but we cooked together all the same time. We did it all together. And I love that. I love doing that time together. And it makes us closer. It creates a closeness. And I feel like hoogly or being hoogly is cozy. It's closeness as well to the people in your circle. So they do all that together. They hang out together. They create that warm lighting, those cozy places. They've got fireplaces, bonfires. They've got some candles going and they are just together. They may play games So they do like to have some fun and have interaction, but it's all in that sense of community and doing it together in that warm type of environment. And I think something very cool about that is there's not a lot of expense. They're not trying to spend a lot of money either. It's really just about good food. And a lot of times it's comfort foods It's pastries, you know, they like their sweets and they like their comfort foods and the hot drinks and just being together. That's really what it's about. It's not about going to a fancy, expensive restaurant and spending a bunch of money. So to me, it's 
very much in line with episode four. We're not just making memories or hanging out. We're creating bonds when we use huga in our lives. So as you can see, this is something that you can create very easily. And it might even be kind of fun figuring it out. I know I had a great time doing that. The other thing that I also spent a quite a bit of time doing was redoing the front yard of my house. It's been such a great addition to my life. And when you think about the special place, building that special place just for yourself, you can also think about building a space for your close circle to hang out in as well. And I did that in my front yard. Those of you who know me personally probably have seen it and saw the transformation from what it was to what it is today. But I wanted to create a space where I could immerse myself and my friends in that feeling of huga. After learning about huga, I transformed that area. And now there's seating and kind of gardening area with a bonfire in the middle of all of that. And it certainly does the trick. It was well worth it. I love to sit out there as often as I can. And when we do have friends over, my number one goal sometimes, well, most of the time, is to get us out there so we can light that fire and hang out. I just love it. And in Arizona, you can kind of do that all year long. So if you're in a different part of the world where it's cold, really cold in the winter and hot in the summer or warmer in the summers, you can do those indoor practices when it's cold and maybe things like picnics or outdoor movie nights. I also love those backyard dinner parties where you sit outside to eat a meal together. So there are lots of different ways that you can create huga in your life. You can just simply get a few of these things together, candles. Uh, if you have a fireplace, you can make sure that's ready to go. Some warmer lighting, throw some throw blankets out there, some good food, some hot drinks, and invite some good friends over. And there you have it. You'll be experiencing what huga actually is. If you already do this kind of stuff in your life, I'd love to know about it. Please message me on our Facebook group for women called Decide Already Group for Women. I would love to know any tips or tricks that you have to creating this type of environment for yourself and those that you love. And as always, I look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. That's it for this week's episode of Decide Already, a grown-ass woman's podcast. Remember to visit my website at www.decidealreadypodcast.com, where you can subscribe and download the show so you'll never miss an episode. I invite you to join the Decide Already group for women on Facebook or LinkedIn to stay connected with me and have access to all the units and postings that go along with my episodes. Please be sure to share this podcast with the other women in your life as well. I'm Michelle Davis. Thanks for joining me. Until the next episode, I'm sending out a whole bunch of love. Take care, stay safe, and God bless.